passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Friendly reminder that the Charity Stripe podcast is brought to you by 8sleep. E-I-G-H-T sleep.com is in the number 8, sleeptheaction.com. Let's make 2019 the last year you suffered through bad sleep. Listen to these studies from Harvard and Johns Hopkins. Chronic sleep deprivation has been shown to lead to depression, sucks, diabetes, bad, obesity, worse, and cardiovascular disease, a.k.a. a heart attack. All right, we need eight hours of sleep. Boom, shakalaka. One of sleep's biggest problems, temperature. Tough to get a good night's sleep if you get too hot or cold. It's 2020, and now you have the pod by 8sleep. The pod is a high-tech bed designed specifically to help you achieve optimal sleep fitness. It was developed by leading sleep researchers after tracking 43 million hours of sleep. It combines dynamic temperature regulation and sleep tracking to enhance your rest and recovery. It learns your sleeping habits and adjusts the temperature automatically. That means if you like your bed cool, your partner likes the bed warm, now you can have both at the same damn time in a crazy comfortable bed. For the next week, get $200 off your pod and get a free gravity blanket. Ooh, that sounds fun. For a total value of $500. What? That's cheap. Only at 8sleep.com slash V-S-I-N-E-I-G-H-G sleep.com slash pro. 8sleep.com slash pro, not V-S-I-N slash pro. Okay, guy, get in there. Listen, apparently there's a World War III coming around. Apparently the planet's burning to the ground. You might as well enjoy sleep while we're still here. So go get the pod, treat yourself, sleep well for the rest of your life, okay? Now for the Charity Stripe Podcast. Welcome back, sports fans, to another episode of the Charity Stripe Podcast, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one sports podcast network in Los Angeles. For those listening at home, on the road, in the air, or in the water, do you believe we have a great show for you guys today? Basically, we're going to recap everything that's gone down since we've been gone. So yeah, sports over the past couple of weeks, so buckle up, tuck it into your waistband, because here we go, three, two, one, we're back. We sitting here, I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. Clock at five. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. 
It's the Charity Stripe. Hit your free throws because they're free. So 2-12 coming on at you guys and so 2-11. And I'm flanked on my right by defensive coordinator Alex Toss Me the Rock Tosopolis. We want to wish you guys a happy new year and a joyous year to come. 2020, new decade. Super stoked about that one. Um, 2020 Vision has been a popular Instagram uh, caption. Haven't really enjoyed that one, um, but maybe it'll grow. <laughs> maybe it'll grow on me. Uh, who's to know? Who's to say? But a lot has happened in the last, the last couple of weeks of sports. That's that's a fair assumption. Right, yeah, Toss? the change of the decade has brought a lot of exciting stuff in the sports world. Did you do anything fun while we were away from the charity stripe? I did do fun things. Any like highlights of your like two weeks off? I got bronchitis. Oh, yeah. Toss was sick. Toss was not feeling well. Yeah, I mean, I sound good. Yeah, no one would know that you were under the weather or could barely talk at one point. There was one moment I remember you texted me. Thank God you were able to text me because a phone call would not have been doable. You were using sign language. Not Christmas Day, but the day after. The day. Boxing Day. Boxing Day. I think that's Boxing Day. What is, what, is, what is Boxing Day for the, for the uh, Jews out there? Boxing Day has nothing to do with the Christian faith. I, oh. <laughs> I, I believe it's a it's just it's a, ho- it's a holiday across the pond. Okay, where they unwrap gifts. It's just like box. I don't know. It's just oh, like oh okay, boxing. interesting. It's Boxing Day. It's Boxing Day. Boxing Day could have so many levels where you put things back into boxes and return them was what I thought it was. It has originated in the United Kingdom and is celebrated in a number of countries that previously formed part of the British Empire on December 26th. Wow. They just added in a little extra something something. And then they get New Year's a couple days later. Yeah. What if it was like everybody put up their two best fighters (laughs) and they had to fight? Well, that would be awesome in Long Island. According to the it's history, the History Channel website, Boxing yeah. Day has nothing to do with fisticuffs, the trashing of empty boxes left over from Christmas, or the return of unwanted presents to department stores is where the holiday got its name from. So basically, that just sounds like a Bill's tailgate, where you would light boxes on fire and destroy things. Yeah, fair to say. Well, but we won't be having many Bill's tailgates anymore. That is true, and it'll bring us to our first segment. Pack your bag, stick a fork in yourself, you're done. Pack your bags, Pete. Pack your bags, go back to nowhere, Phil. Stick a fork in them, they're done! Pack your bags, stick a fork in yourself, you're done. First of all, what a segue. Second of all, four playoff teams... And a couple head coaches. So the four playoff teams would be the Patriots, who aren't wow, unfortunate for me this year, um, the Eagles, the Saints, surprisingly, and the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills was a popular money line pick amongst people I know, amongst, amongst Cherry Stripe fans, too, in the polls. Uh, people thought the Bills were really going to win that one. Um, so those four teams got bounced, and we'll go through them to see... Mm-hmm. What they got to do next year to get A, get back, and B, you know, make a further leap into the playoffs. And then a couple head coaches got tossed. Uh, Freddie Kitchens, thank God. 
I think yeah. he stinks. Uh, Pat Shermer got bounced, right? Jason Garrett of your Cowboys uh, was tossed to the curb. Today. Today, yeah. Ron Rivera was tossed in midseason, so the Panthers' job is open, uh, but he's now already gone to the Redskins. I thought that was a good hire. That was a safe hire by them. I thought that was nice. So there, those are a couple head coaching jobs now open. Uh, so the Giants, the Cowboys, uh, the Browns are open for business. Surprisingly, the Falcons Dan sticking Quinn with Dan Quinn. keeps his job. The Chargers. Anthony Lynn. Yeah, keep, he keeps his job. Um, what do, what's the most attractive job? I mean, the Cowboys job has to be. I mean, if it wasn't for Jerry Jones, it would be a lock. That's a great job. I mean, I think it's one of the best jobs that's come about in quite some time in the NFL. Yeah. As far as just the the prestige of the franchise, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's we're talking about quote unquote America's team here. You know, it's one of the biggest market teams in sports. Yeah, and no, to be the yeah. head coach of that of the of the Dallas Cowboys is a it's a huge deal. And it, it, they have they have a lot of pieces going for them. Yeah, absolutely. And especially, I mean, obviously they have the best guard in the game in Zach Martin on the offensive side of the ball, plus a great offensive line to boot. They have a quarterback who, for all intents and purposes, I'm curious to see if they keep Kellen Moore. I've seen so many ideas floated around, and one my favorite idea I've seen floated around for the Cowboys um, was going after Urban Meyer and keeping Kellen Moore on board and having kind of molding their two styles together or having Urban Meyer's style sprinkled into Kellen Moore's and giving him another chance because Dak had a career year. Under Kellen Moore, do you really want to mess that up that badly? I mean, obviously, you're not going to hire Kellen Moore to be the head coach, right? But there's a lot of good things, I think, going. I think Michael Gallup, he brought out the best in Michael Gallup, so that was nice to see. I would like to see him retained in some capacity, if possible, on the staff. Yeah, I I don't, as a Cowboy fan, I don't don't hate that. I don't think that, I think he came in with a great, like plan mm-hmm. from the get go, yeah. But his adaptability wasn't that wasn't that awesome. Mm. I, I didn't see it changing week in week out. It was kind of just like we got a new system with Kellen Moore. Here it is. It was great the first five weeks of the season. Remember how high everyone was on the Cowboys? Yeah. I mean, they thought that this was that they were going to be you know potential Super Bowl champs with how high powered the offense was. And I really did too. I I did as well, but I I just didn't see. When it came down to it, it, he his offense that he's been running doesn't get Zeke involved enough. I, in, yeah. in my mind, for as but good as a was, player as Zeke is, I mean, you look at a team like but they didn't even know he was going to play going into the year. That's like it's it's such a it's I mean yes you have to obviously have a plan of attack once Zeke returns but they were you didn't know when he was coming in or how quickly he was going to come back and I thought they did a decent job at least of of you know. Of implementing him in the game, it wasn't. I mean, Zeke at his best should be leading the league or top three in rushing. Yeah, I mean, I just look. And he wasn't. I just look and see what the Titans just did, beating the Patriots in the first round of the playoffs, and how many they gave him thirty-two carries. Yeah, they gave him the ball thirty-two times, and the last game of the season they gave him the ball thirty-plus times. I mean, I'm not saying that Zeke should be getting thirty-plus carries. I don't think. Any running back should be getting 30-plus carries every single week, week in, week out. That's just not smart. But I think that a guy that is the type of rusher that Ezekiel Elliott is, is he has to have 20-plus carries a game. Yeah. you got to be feeding him the rock. I mean, McCaffrey got a lot more touches than Zeke, and obviously he's more prevalent in the pass game. Um, But he was right there in attempts. And and that's a Carolina team who is playing down a lot. Yeah. 
I mean, I mean, Zeke was what second in attempts, but he he could be utilized in the pass game a bit more. I think we both agree, and I wouldn't mind to see Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott go into the to the three twenty three thirty rush rush range at this point in his career. You know, and I know, oh wow, he's a young guy, right? But he's twenty four. He'll be twenty five and twenty five, twenty six, and twenty seven is what he got him in his prime for. Yeah, you, you got to use him. He has so. to be. He had, he can't be running the ball less than twenty times a game. That's a, that that's a fair certainty, right? You know. Um, but yeah, I, I think that I don't, I don't mind Kellen Moore though to get to to get to your original point. Yeah, and I think the worst job available is the Panthers' job. It just seems a bit bleak. It's very muddled there too. There's yeah. not a like, but it's not. I don't. I don't think it's a bad job. No, I don't think it's. I think I think it's weird. Like I think in the past we've seen a lot of jobs open up and be like, wow. That Dolphins job is going to suck. You know, like last year, I was like, damn, Flores has some work ahead of him to do. Like, the Panthers aren't that far off. Like, they have McCaffrey. They have DJ Moore. Yep. Curtis Samuel is not bad, yeah. right? Offensive line is eh, doable. And the defense is pretty good. The defense is pretty good over there. It's not a bad defense by any means. Yeah. Like, if they had a quarterback, like, like if Cam Newton was healthy this year, they I think they would be better I don't, Ron Rivera may still have a job, or maybe not, because he'd probably be like seven and nine. But I think they'd be better than five and eleven. I mean, I, I'm I was still a bit shocked when they did fire Rivera. I was. It was just like a. It was like a kind they of. They just kind of needed. They need a new face. Like there. a they change need to, of pace. Yeah, 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 yeah. kind of get breathe some like youth into it for sure. Which is why. Which is why I'm curious. I think that the Giants' job. Um, I think they're going to get Matt Rule. I think he needs to be the guy there. I think that's an exciting job. I think that's an exciting job. You have a young QB. You have a young stud running back. Um, some decent receivers, I think. If Evan Ingram could stay healthy. You have a good tight end. They may be in a position where they draft Andrew Thomas out of Georgia as an offensive tackle. And then you have a built offensive line and then really vamp up the defense um, when it comes to um, free agency, which I think they should let Leonard Williams walk because if they let him, if they keep him and retain him, they lose a fourth round pick on top of the third round pick they gave up, which is to me is still a question mark of a trade. Um, but if you're gonna, if you're not gonna resign him, um, but you're gonna give up a fourth round pick too, is he worth that? If not, you have to go and delve into the defensive free agency and make some splashes happen and attract guys to New York um, and draft later in the draft for defense. But I think they should go off for the offensive line in the top five to get Andrew Thomas, and then all of a sudden the offense the offense can really become something under Matt Rule. I think he listen what he did in Baylor. I thought that program was toast, especially when they went one eleven two years ago. They went from one eleven to a top ten team playing in the Big Twelve championship. You you don't get turnarounds like that overnight, and it's not like it's a Penn State program. And I, I and not to poo poo what James Franklin's done over there because you know that I think that's one of the most amazing jobs uh, in all of sports done. And Bill O'Brien got it started. Uh, but what Matt Rule did in Baylor, I mean, how many times we have to shit on Waco, Texas, the Charity Trade podcast, um, it, it is nothing short of a miracle. So I think he's a good fit there. I would love to see Martindale, Miniemi, uh, get, get an opportunity maybe together somewhere. Asale is a great opportunity guy. Um, but I think McDaniels will go to Cleveland. And it just really becomes down to who Carolina goes after. Yeah. Because yeah. Jerry Jones is going to throw some stupid money at Lincoln Riley, and I, I come is he going to buy it? Is he going to do it? Why not? Why not? I, I mean, I feel like he has a little bit of unfinished business now. It's been three years in a row that he's had the best, arguably every single year, the he's best quarterback get, in college football. I mean, I know, I know, I know Hurts wasn't Kyler though, or Baker. 
That was it. I mean, that, to me, I mean, I think they they always recruit well, and he can't win. So, you, so you, it's like at this point, he does. At this he can't point, win. If you, if you weren't going to win with Baker or Kyler, like you, you maybe get. I think I think Spencer Rattler could be fun. Could be cool. Fits the system. You, we're talking about like some of the best, the best receiving quarter, two receivers and QB combo. Last year they had Hollywood Brown, C.D. Lamb, and Kyler Murray, and they couldn't get it done. The year before that, they had Baker Mayfield and couldn't get it done. Back-to-back Heisman winners, back-to-back number one overall picks. Can't even remember the last time it happened, if ever, before, and you couldn't, you can't get it done. At this point, he's 37 years old, and you're talking about it being one of the most attractive head coaching jobs in all sports, and there's a boatload of money being thrown at you, and you have a good QB, you have a great running back, you have a great number one wide receiver if they retain Amari Cooper, which I think they will. That could be you could be the head coach there for the next. You could be the head coach. Would you rather be the head coach of the OU football program for the next fourteen years? Would you rather be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys for the next fourteen years? More money, more promise, dude. I don't yeah, know. That's I mean, just, that's just my. That's just. It's. I, I think it depends on. The, there's obviously a lot more guarantee of success in staying with OU. You know that the Big Twelve championship is going to come easier. You know that getting to the college football playoff is going to come easier than consistently winning the NFC East against this young Giants team that is on the rise, I think. A Philadelphia Eagles team that's always going to be competitive with Doug Peterson at the helm. Mm -hmm. And who knows what what the Redskins are going to do with Rivera. I mean, it's not... Yeah, you've got the pieces where you should in the next five years. I think the Cowboys should be the NFC East frontrunner. Like, if you were doing that, it's hard to do that in the NFL, obviously. Yeah. But um, just just the pieces that they have right now... Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's super attractive, but I think there's also something to be said for what Dabo Sweeney's doing in Clemson and what you know Nick Saban did in Alabama and what Ed Orgeron could potentially be doing here in LSU in the next five years, right? Where these these coaches become dynasty coaches, where they just so let me yeah, let me ask you though, do you think they'll beat Ohio State or, or Clemson next year? Oklahoma, yeah, mm. with Fields and Lawrence coming back, Fields fully healthy, they're both coming back. No, I don't think they will. I don't even think they'll beat Alabama. But that's saying that they got to the college football playoff, which is every single college football program's goal. Goal, sure. Yeah, and he's done it three the, years in a row. I mean, amazing. It's, pretty, it's very that, impressive. He's had three top-of-the-line quarterbacks, and it's nothing against him. It's just these other programs are better, and, 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 and they're just better programs. They're just you know, more well-rounded. I mean, that LSU team, was that defense had no shot. I mean, no. at the end of the day, I know they caught it with some garbage time points in the second half, but OU still scored. Still dropped more than 30, you know? I mean, LSU kind of, you know, took the foot off the pedal, but they still scored more than 30 points. They, I mean, like, the guy at Burrow, we'll get into him a little bit, had, like, seven touchdowns. In the first half. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, that game, game was, I, I was at that game. Yeah, you blew it, it open. It would have been, I forget anything about Lincoln Riley and the offense and Jalen Hurts. That game could have been, it could have been eighty to twenty. Yeah, my, my I'm not, I'm like that game was. Yeah, dumb. it was a half. It was a half of real football, and then it stopped. It was over. It was over in the first quarter. I mean, my opinion of what Lincoln Riley sh- should do has changed. I think he should go, and I think we'll. I think we could segue into the teams that got eliminated with the NFC East because I think the Cowboys should be the favorite going forward. Because I think a big problem with the Eagles, yeah, they need wide receivers, and then I think they need some defensive back help. But I, uh, the health, again. Again, he's out of the game. Like he's good. He's good. He's a good quarterback, but he's never there. This is like the third playoff in a row. I mean, granted, one of them they won the Super Bowl, but the set last year he was not in the playoffs. 
missed like he came he out needed, after the, he I mean, came out of the first quarter of this game. Yeah. And I hope he's okay and it's it's a tough game, brutal game, but can you win like this? No. I don't know. And there's guys coming out of the woodwork. You know, Greg Ward Jr. comes on in the second half of the season and and displays some flashes of being a good wide receiver. You know, you've got uh, I mean, they, they got need Boston, receiver help. You've got Boston Scott who steps up in the running. I'm just saying, like these, they had guys that stepped up even with Alshon out, even with Ertz has a great second half of the season. Goddard has a fantastic year, and look what he's going to be going forward for them. Yeah. But still, they just if you don't have your quarterback there every single. Every single game, it's really hard. Yeah, really and like tough. the defensive line is good, but the, the 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 cornerbacks are young and not great. Malcolm Jenkins is old. Left tackle Jason Peters is old. You draft Andre Dillard last year and hope he takes over. I just think this team needs to their skill position players on offense in the in the wide receiver realm. I mean, it needs to take a massive step forward. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm watching the. The wild card game, and you know it shows their their records beneath their team uh, beneath their team logo at the the ticker at the bottom of the screen, and it's like I can't believe that they were nine and seven. I can't believe they're that. just so hurt. The Ronald Darby IR, Malik Jackson IR, I can't believe Brandon they won Brooks, nine. I can't believe they won nine games this season. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like you would like to think JJ Arcega Whiteside would have been good. I mean, it was a weird year for rookie receivers. Um, he had plenty of opportunities though. Yeah. He had plenty of opportunities. Couldn't break through. Really yeah. couldn't break through. Such a shame. I think this Eagles team, first of all, now all of a sudden, though, like a backup, you have to take a quarterback in the fourth, fifth round. You have to, you have to get some kind of backup quarterback. Right. You have to get Marcus Mariota. Maybe. He's going to be the hot, one of the hot, Andy Dalton. Yeah. You have to go and get one of them. You just don't know. You just don't maybe know Blake week Bortles. In, week out. I mean, you, exactly. You don't know week in and week out. Some things, and it's, it's it's so unfortunate because he is so talented and he was on such a tear with such little around him as far as wide receivers go. Um, but they need some they need some depth now at the quarterback position. Of all the teams that got bounced in the wild card round, are I'm they the least confident in them? I agree. I agree. Least confident. I'll go from least confident to most confident. I guess. Okay. My next, and I'm not. I don't want to be biased. I'm still. I'll explain why I'm more confident in the Patriots than I am the Bills. The Bills would be my next, confidence-wise. Okay. But it's close. It's very close. I think the Bills are really good. I'd flip it, but... I think a big could be. I think it's 1A, 1B in only, that only, only because there is a chance that Tom doesn't resign. There's a chance. Yeah, I sure. don't think it's going to happen, but it's something that has to be addressed, and right now the Bills don't have to... They don't have to address that problem. Yeah, I think the Patriots are actually in a better position or in a less wonky position than the Saints. Um, and we'll get into that in just a few short moments. But I think the Bills, for me, the Bills need to... Allen needs to take a step forward, and they need to get that wide... Oh, John Brown's good. Cole Beasley's good. And they, they just need that... Not a wide receiver one, just that like big-bodied receiver. It has to be LaVisca Chanel. It has to be T. Higgins in the first round. And they can afford that. The defense is good. They can afford to take a wide receiver in the first round. I'm not always gung-ho about taking a wide receiver in the first round. Um, but when you have a lot, they don't have many holes. Their, their offensive line is fine, right? I mean, Cody Ford got beat a little badly, but he, he he's a rookie. Look, I think the Dawson. He's, he's, he's blocking J.J. Watt. I yeah. mean, yeah, J.J. Watt's coming back from an injury, but like it's J.J. No, Watt. Do you like, I, I really like Dawson Knox, the tight end. 
Yeah. I, I'm a big proponent. I think of his. he's really talented. I think the defensive line, like Trent Murphy, was great. Hughes was in the backfield the whole time. Jordan Phillips had a great year. I mean, Ed Oliver Ed couldn't, couldn't even play because Jordan Phillips was so good. But you yeah. have him, obviously Shaq Lawson rotating in. Uh, Trey Davis White, we talk about all the time. He's amazing. Um, and Tremaine Adams is awesome. I mean, they have a really good defense, and they could add around that. Mm-hmm. And then I, I just think it's time. I think they're they have one glaring need. And Singletary's nice. They'll need to get another probably running back to, to pair with him, with Frank Gore, maybe if he leaves. But I think um, Singletary n- next year is going to display three down back sure, type of type sure. of skills. Yeah. He did He did this year. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah. I'm, I'm really in on him. But can Josh Allen take that next step? And, and he took a step forward this year. He did. He still needs one more, though. For sure. I think so, too. He's um, a really good runner. He's a great runner, and I think really he, good. Sorry, great runner, not really good. He's a great runner. He's a great runner. He's strong in the pocket for the most part. This season, yeah, like he's made some heroic efforts this season. He looked not very heroic in this last game. But that's like the thing. But he, but he did though. He still did. Like he still impresses with his legs. Yeah, a lot of it's he's like got so much arm strength that a like lot of what may- he does is heroic efforts. Right. I think that's a great point. It's heroic efforts. But if it's he can not tac- tactical. If he can simplify, if he can simplify a little bit, sure. Like there was a play where it was a check down to Frank Gore, and he just absolutely rifled it through the guy's hands. Those are the type of plays where you know you just you need a little touch on that pass. It's like an unfinished statue of a great god, in a way. Hmm. It needs to be chiseled out a little more. Yeah, and I think that would help with a receiver who's over five ten. Yeah, I mean, he literally started to me as a block of clay. We've got the shape of now of what we what we want to see. Can it be chiseled out and put on display in some goddamn muse- museum in Rome? Yeah, and I think... Where they have some sick art, by the way. <laughs> There's some seriously cool art in Italy. Have you ever been? I've never been. I, I mean, I'm not a big museum guy. I'm the, I'm, I'm the first to dick around in a museum, but they have some cool shit. In the museum, good artist, good artist. No, but I think he. That'll be the belief. From year one, tomorrow. from year one to year two, Josh Allen took a clear step forward, and I expect that to happen from year two to year three. Okay, and if that's the case, I think I'll be more confident in them than the Patriots. I think with the Patriots, I think a big thing is everyone's on Tom Brady. I I, I wasn't like looking at that game like, wow, Tom sucked. Get him out of the game. I think a big problem was Julian Edelman had a bad drop. Harry had a terrible drop on a screen. Those two plays go the other way. We might, we might, they might not be eliminated. They might still be playing next week. Well, you've also got Vrabel just, you know, learning from yeah, Belichick great. and abusing yeah, that rule, which will get changed. That Titans team is good too. That Titans team is a really good team. They they were great. They were a great second half team, and that comes from having Derrick Henry, who who can just obliterate teams when the defense is gassed. Right. And yeah. Tannehill, who's great with his legs as well. Yeah, I mean, they had a great second half. And once, once he took over, they've just got a good. They've got a good team too. Yeah, I mean, AJ yeah. Brown. They've got their one. Rashawn right? Evans is all over the place, and that was, that's like my issue with the Patriots now is they have to have Sanu back. They have to have can Sanu and Harry get acclimated. Can they? They're going to need a new offensive coordinator. Can that guy come in and make make things understandable and digestible and utilize the pieces they have? Because I don't think, like I don't. I think James White's good. I think Edelman's obviously good. I think Brady's there. You need a tight end desperately. That goes without saying. Once that's addressed, which should be the number one on the docket. And it's not Lacoste, and it's not Ben, ben Watson. Watson. Ben Watson's done. And it's not Lacoste. 
Um, but yeah, I think Sony could be good. The offensive line needs to stay healthy. Uh, and we need a full year out of Isaiah Wynn. But the defense, if some pieces are retained for the most part, is in good shape. And Bill, Bill will always draft well late in the for late in the draft, and he'll sign guys. Guys will still want to go play in New England. That's for damn certain. They just need to a add a add a wide maybe add a wide receiver, or b just find an offensive coordinator. Now that everyone has a full year under their belt, Sanu's got a full Sanu will have a full off season there. So will Nikhil Harry, where he's not hurt. Sony had a weird year. Let's see him bounce back because he was good last season, especially in the postseason. Right, you have James White. Let's bring in an offensive coordinator. Now pay somebody the big bucks. Bring in an O coordinator who can utilize all these guys. Because I don't think they can necessarily ditch Brady right now because I would hate to see them use the 23rd pick on a quarterback, especially if Tua and Herbert and and obviously Joe will be gone. Right. I mean, I don't know who they're going to bring. I think the best-case scenario for me and what I would be doing is I would bring in – I would bring in Marcus Mariota. I like him, man. I really, I, I, th- I, I like him as a backup, and I think he, I think in the right system, he could be good again. Um, I would try to bring him in as an insurance to Brady if things are going south. Maybe draft a project later on in the draft. Maybe if like a guy like, if a guy like Eason falls to the third round, which I don't think will happen. He'll be a second-round pick probably, but if that's the case, and then go after a quarterback next year. And I'm most confident in the Saints. I think the Saints just blew it today, but I think the Saints are in a wonky position because what do they do about Teddy Bridgewater? Yeah, yeah. Unfortunate game for the Saints. I mean, you've got who had been the best kicker in the NFL, Will Lutz, who misses a kick at the end of the first half that would have tied the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's game-changer, right? That's Yeah, absolutely. Then they, win, they could win the game. I right, mean, at the end of the game. Yeah. It's just... It's just a weird situation because Drew can still play. He just had a bad game. I think he'll be healthy. With the, you, you said the thumb, but the grip didn't look great. Believable. Yeah, the, the second turnover was a Drew Brees fumble where he didn't get the ball knocked out. He got hit on the arm and dropped the ball. Yeah, that's a problem to me. Yeah. Um, but you're also, I mean, you can knock him for this game, but then you've two games before. ago, peop, he's breaking records, and, and people are like, well, he didn't even bat an eye after the injury. Nothing's wrong. Yeah. I mean, so I kind of hate that, like, back and no, forth. Yeah, like, he's let's had a not, bad game. He's yeah, had a bad game. Happens. Happens. But what do you do? Do you let Teddy Bridgewater walk? I mean, they're both free agents. You can't tell Drew Brees to go fuck himself. I mean, if he wants to come back to New Orleans, it's his city. It's the same thing with Brady, in my opinion. If Brady wants to play in New England, he plays in New England. It's the bottom line. Sure. I think it's I think slightly different because I think Brees is, be- is, Brees better, is better at the moment right now. Yeah. yeah, but I think I think Brady, if he gets another good wide receiver in the mix, a guy that he trusts and works well with, Edelman, if Harry and Sanu can step up and live up to the potential, uh, Sanu worth a second rounder and Harry worth a first rounder, I think that changes for for Brady as well. I think the Saints literally, the deep threat can no longer be Ted Ginn Jr. The, well, the wide receiver too could. I mean, Jared Cook's good. Obviously, Michael Thomas he is, is the best. I mean, I I think that's the to me that's the clear distinction between the Patriots and the Saints. You can flip if you flip Tom Brady and Breeze on the teams, whatever. Like they're interchangeable, so to speak, to a certain degree. Yeah. But Michael Thomas is the best receiver in the NFL. And Jer- Kamara and Jared Cook is better. I think that right now he's a better second option than anyone on this on the Patriots. He easily he would maybe even be a first option there. Like. No, Edelman's still the man. Edelman had 100 catches this year. Yeah, he was good. But does he 
does he keep it next year? Is he going to keep pace? Yeah, Bro- Edelman's you great. So? Edelman's okay. a great receiver. I th- he, I'm not questioning Edelman. He had a terrible drop in that. Well, happen. but they also have Kamara as well. And Kamara is great. And Latavius Murray's not bad. And, and the offensive line is and, better in New Orleans than it and, is. And a wild card in Taysom Hill, who's utilized maybe he's better a, than. He's just a great football player. He's great. He's just an awesome, out of this world football player. And that's just the bottom line. He's an unbelievable football player. Um, and he's a Swiss Army knife. If they can, if, I mean, I if lo- Sanu could become that for you guys, that that would be cool. It depends on who you bring in as your O coordinator, I right? Don't know. That guy's good. That guy's fat. He could do everything. No, I he's, mean Taysom, Taysom Hill. He's one of a kind. He's just a bruiser. Yeah, he's a he's a sweet. He's literally a. He and he runs anything. a four four. He's crazy. He's yeah. such an athlete. I mean, I would love for the Saints to go get Justin Jefferson. That would be huge for them. Keep him in New Orleans. Yeah. Or like Louisiana. Um, but yeah, that's a uh, pack your bags, stick a fork in yourself. You've done a little football recap for you guys. Uh, next up, we have biggest balls of the week. Balls of steel. Biggest balls of the week brought to you by Manscaped. That's right, Manscaped is back in action. It's 2020. Okay, guys, here's the deal. The other day, I let a couple days go by, a couple weeks go by. I looked down at my junk. It wasn't pretty. But thankfully, I bought the lawnmower 2.0. And boom, literally under 30 seconds, everything's brand spanking new. Looked good. Wow. Looked good. Looked decent, at least. <laughs> looked, <laughs> looked better. Looked better. <laughs> looked better. And that's just 20% off free shipping with the code Believe at manscaped.com. B L E A V. You guys know how to spell it at manscaped.com. 20% off and free chapon. I had a guy, I had a couple people actually text me, thanks, my balls feel smooth. And like different variances of that phraseology. Nice. That's good. Because they've been using the code. I mean, listen, they have good products, man. They've, they've, they, I use the soap. Someone else used it while we were away. One of our roommates used it, but it, at least he, he smelled good. Yeah. You know, you can't really be mad about that. No. Soap is good. Stay clean. Um, yeah, stay clean. And Manscaped's got good products. So, yeah, we're brought to you by Manscaped. Um, okay, I know Chafe Life is a safe life for Manscaped. And then we're also brought to you by the boys and the girls at my bookie. You want to tell them about my bookie toss? I'd love to. You want to shoot shoot the shit on my bookie toss? <laughs> I would I would love to. I mean, Christmas has come and gone. Come see ya. But the Super Bowl is quickly approaching here, Josh. Four weeks. <laughs> Will the Ravens be able to get it done? What do you think? Uh, I I think no. You don't think so? Who you got? No. Chiefs. Well, no matter who you have, Josh has the Chiefs. I also have the Chiefs. But you should go to my bookie and put your bets in for who you think is gonna win the Super Bowl. If you join right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, mm-hmm. you'll get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. Boom. All you have to do is use our promo code BLV to activate the offer. Once again, that's the promo code BLV to get your extra cash from my bookie. Bet, win, get paid. Get paid. Put that $50, or however much it is, on the Chiefs tonight. Yeah, do Today. it right do now. Do it right now. I bet on the Chiefs preseason to win it all. There you go. Smart man, Josh. Thank you. You know what? Sometimes I have moments of, of clarity and moments of sometimes I make good moves. Sometimes I do the right thing. And this was one of those instances right there. Now, granted, did I throw the house on the Chiefs to win it all? No. Is the return going to be massive? Maybe like five or six Subway sandwiches. Cool. But hey, guess what? 
lunch for the week. There you go. Little things, Toss. That's <laughs> all I. Things. That's all I can so say. So, uh, biggest balls of the week. Um, let's go with our boys, our college boys: Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, quarterback in their teams to the national championship. Um, LSU came out and smacked them. You were at that game. You were live. If you want to delve into your your second team or your one B team to the Texas Longhorns and tell us about that experience. I mean, right now they're my one A team because <laughs> they're in the national championship. No, I mean it was an amazing experience um, just being there for the game. It's the most dominant performance I've ever seen. I think by a team in a half, ever in any sport, in any sport. I've never seen a team go off like the LSU Tigers did. They could not be stopped. And for a second, just as a fan, in, in any sport, if you're, if you're a really, really diehard fan, even if you're winning by three touchdowns, you still have a little bit of anxiety. There's always an inkling of anxiety because you never know if something's going to go wrong, especially when Jalen Hurts is across, across the other side of the field and helming the Oklahoma Sooners offense. And I mm-hmm. thought, I mean, it was, you know, it was 28-7. And I was like, I still don't know. I still don't know because I know Jalen Hurts is that good of a football player that at any, mo- at any moment he could have a nice drive where he takes some time off the clock, takes the pace off the LSU offense, and just kind of like grinds it out. And, and here you go. Now it's 28-21 and Oklahoma's back in this game. No, I thought that I had I had inklings of that too, where they can like maybe maybe turn things around and, and, and make it and make it interesting. And it just didn't happen no. because the LSU offense is so dynamic and just they they can score on an instant. And I mean these their receivers are they've got three receivers who will play in the NFL. Mm-hmm. They do. They have Jamar Chase. Marshall Jr. is great. Marshall Jr. will play in the NFL. He won't. Thad Moss has to play some point. Oh yeah, Randy's Randy's son. son I saw him in the stands. I totally he's a, forgot. He's a beast. Yeah, I mean he had like a sixty-two yard catch that that put the game really really out of um, out of contention for the Sooners. But I mean Jefferson is just he's he was on he was unreal. He yeah, scored four touchdowns in the first half. Which, that's the one I want to ask you about because he's been the guy. He's been the guy that I mean Jamar Chase won the Blitnikoff. But the the big prospect has been Justin Jefferson, and I, I've been curious as to I mean I've watched I've watched a good amount of LSU football, not every game, but a good enough amount that I, I've been able to see both these guys play, and they're both awesome. But this kid went off, Justin Jefferson, and you saw him live. He he is clear. Is he really the guy that the NFL team should be looking at over Jamar Chase? Hundred percent. I think he's I think he's a guy that we really love on the Texas Longhorns. He's Devin Duvernay with size. Mm-hmm. Wow. He gets open on every single play. Yeah, he, he was unguardable. He's uh, he's unguardable. He runs great routes. He is great in improvisational, changing his route when Joe Burrow has to scramble outside of the pocket and then finding open spots on the field. I mean, he's and his hands are just, you know, they're second to none. Mm-hmm. Second to none. And I, I think he's going to be, yeah, for a team like the Saints, for him to stay in, in Louisiana, that would be huge for them. Any team he's going to find immediate value for. The, a team like the Patriots would would really love to have a guy like him on their team. I mean, I would hate to I would hate for the Patriots to spend another first round pick on a wide receiver. Right. Right. But like some like do you really have a choice? Maybe not. And he's a guy that can play in the slot and on the outside too. He's he's uh he's very versatile. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's just he was really fantastic. But Burrow is he's so good. Yeah, I mean he's. I mean now, like, look, it's it's, it's crazy that the it's crazy. We were saying that this guy's we, put up a, a spot to be the number one pick over Chase Young. Like he, like he's actually made it worth, deservedly yeah, so. Yeah, he's made it worthwhile. 
this might be the one of the single best seasons ever by a quarterback in college football. I mean, that was the best game I've ever seen. Yeah. By anybody. Wait, he broke every bowl. It was a bowl record. That was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. That and he ran happen. one in too. I mean, this guy, he's not just a pocket passer. Like he he's his ability to keep plays alive. Every play when the pocket did collapse, he made the exact right read. Even the play, there was one throw that he made to Thad Moss. And I was like, oh, is the Oklahoma DB going to intercept it? And you know what happened? It hit Thad Moss in the hands. It was still such a perfect throw that, like, even the, the DB jumped the route, but where he threw the ball was not was in a position where the cornerback could not catch it. And I, I just, like, I thought to myself, I was like, this guy just gets it. Yeah, he just was, get, his, he, his intangibles are he's just— He's great for the modern NFL. Like, yeah. he, he doesn't have to run, but he can move. He can. He can move. He's mobile, for sure. Mo- and speaking of another mobile quarterback— A guy that had a 60-plus yard run in their game. He, he loved the team rushing. I mean, he he literally put the team where on his that, back. Where did that come from? He had to. He had to do it like that. He's big, dude. He's the best quarterback prospect I think I've ever seen. He's Andrew pretty, Luck's really good. He's pretty nasty. He's just like— he just he's unfazed, finds a way to win every game. He's never lost. Like he is like that buck listen, I will say this the buck Dobbins was hurt. Clearly still, still had an amazing game. Yeah, he, he had ran like two hundred plus yards from scrimmage. Yeah, he was great, but he, he ran the ball infinitely less. I mean they were down, but not down by a lot. He ran the ball infinitely less. I mean, they were up going into the second half. I mean, they were down going into the fourth quarter. He ran the ball infinitely less um, in, in the second half. Yeah? Yeah. Or, oh, for sure. So, for sure. going to the fourth quarter, they're losing. But he still runs the ball infinitely less. Fields doesn't run the ball at all. Yeah, they're, he, was, they're, he was 13 carries for 14 yards. He was very ineffective. I'm didn't like, love the fumble call. I understand it. It sucks that Sean Wade got ejected. He's their slot corner. That really opened things up in the pass game for Etienne. Etienne was great. Amazing. Yeah. He's he's really dynamic. Speaking of a Kamara Light, it, it could be him. Mm-hmm. T. Higgins is good. He kind of disappeared. I mean, uh, he's he got he, well, he got he got injured. Yeah, injured, but True. then he came back in, and I, he really didn't make any impact when he no, came back yeah. in. Yeah, he he was just there to you know draw guys off. Amari Rogers had the one big catch that was huge for him. But uh, Justin Lawrence, Ross, pretty nice. I like him. He he spread he spread the ball around decently. Lawrence didn't turn it over, didn't make any mistakes, and then he ran the ball great. I mean that Clemson and the Clemson defense, like, yeah, we say this Ohio State team is banged up, but they showed up and, and they got two turnovers. One, the field had been picked off once all year. Yeah, I mean the second turnover was not his fault. I mean Olave really broke that route, and it's such an yeah. He was trying to throw. He was trying to throw him open, and it's a you know crucial point at the end of the game. Yeah, you got to make. You got to make plays. Yeah, yeah, you can't improvise. You got to play it a little safe. I mean, try to get too fancy, and he, and he inappropriately broke off. Um, but I, I think this Clemson team's good. They're, it's a six-and-a-half-point spread. We'll get into it more on Wednesday for Thursday's show uh, of who will happen when we have Nick um, to break that down. But I was, re- I was really impressed with Lawrence's poise. Um, he took a couple he, shots, dude, that I was like, whoa. Yeah, I mean, but he's such a big guy. I mean, he's 6'6". Yeah. He's, he's massive. But that, that Sean Wade, the, the targeting hit after getting up from that, I couldn't. Oh, he was rattled. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Any other human, like if that was me, I would have been murdered for sure. I, I really would have been killed. He 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 got back in the game pretty quick and was very quickly. Yeah, 
very quickly. Shockingly so. I was just impressed with, like, nothing was really working in the first half with them on the offensive side of the ball. And he kind of just, he kind of just willed it. He kind of just forced it to happen. A lot of that was on the ground, him taking it, you know, five, seven yards, and then obviously busting the one loose for 60 plus. But he's so calm. Yeah, he's he's very, he's got great poise. You watch him, like, nothing. I love Fields, but I watch Fields and a bit frantic. They're losing, and maybe it is because he's not at full strength, and he's trying to force a little bit too much in the air. Um, and he doesn't have his feet that he normally would. You're talking about two legs. guys that are the exact same age. Yeah, but I mean they were but, one and two in the but, recruiting. But Lawrence just he feels older, doesn't he? He like he's been there long. He's been yeah. starting longer. He's been there before. It, but I think yeah. I mean I look at him. I'm just like not worried. Right, and I mean that's a guy that's going to have the confidence instilled with him after not losing a game. I just exactly, and there's a reason for like you. You it's most the same guys. Kind of, it's the same confidence that I see on the other side with LSU and Joe Burrow. It's a team yeah, that I'm hasn't. Co- I'm lost. confident in him. I'm confident in Joe Burrow, but I'm I'm really, I I, I just don't. I can't picture him losing. Who? Lawrence? Trevor Lawrence. I think LSU is going to win. So do I, but I just can't picture him losing. Does that does that make sense? I think LSU is going to win. But it's just tough for me to imagine he's him gonna, losing. He's he going to have to. Have, he's just so safe. He's going to have to. But this is this game, this national championship. Without digging too deep into it, he's going to have to do everything for them. This game, it's all going to be on him. Like he, and if he there was just, ever a guy you needed to do it, it'd be it's him. A six six, six six, two hundred twenty pounds. He's a behemoth. Yeah, I mean, how much of that? I mean, how much of that weight is hair? <laughs> yeah, he's um, like Samson out there, man. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a great game, though. Great Super game. excited for next weekend. Yeah, I'm stoked. Really stoked. Um, and then we'll move it on to You Gotta Be Kidding Me. You Gotta Be Kidding Me. You're kidding me. You're kidding me. Are you kidding me? This guy, are you kidding me? Kidding me. Are you kidding me or what? You've got to be kidding me. you got to be kidding me. you got to be kidding me. Oh, you got to be kidding me. you got to be kidding me. Uh, some NBA teams in the first third of the season or so that we love. Are almost, we're almost at the halfway mark. We'll be there soon. Um, already, team, already starting to, to, to vote for the All Star Game. Yeah, the playoff picture is starting to, to round out and take form at least a little bit. Um, so we'll do three teams that uh, have pleasantly surprised us, and three teams that you got to be kidding me have disappointed us. We'll get into road to March. We'll do a little college basketball. I'll really get things going there on Wednesday and get the road to March started because that two months from now we'll be doing March Madness, which oh, I can't wait. Um, but three teams that have surprised us pleasantly. Uh, one team is your Mavs. Yeah. You guys got eight guys averaging 8.5 points per game or better. It's great. It's pretty impressive. And 11 guys. This is, I think this is the most impressive thing. 11 guys averaging 15 minutes a game or more. They're getting guys involved, and a lot of that is because they've had to. Yeah. You know, now they're dealing with Chris Dops is, he's been He's been in and out of the lineup because he's been hurt. Tim Hardaway has a hamstring injury right now. Um, but but you're seeing guys really blossom, and again, just to go back to the conversations that we had at the beginning of the year, the reason why we didn't have them super high up in the Western Conference rankings was because we didn't think the depth was there. But now I'm looking at a guy like Maxi Kleba, who's who's shooting 40% from three. He's had two back-to-back 20-plus games. Seth Curry can score 20 plus on any night that guy is 
such a good shooter. When it's he's absurd. open. When he hits, when he's open, he's always he's always going to be open, and he's always going to connect. He's he's, he's, he's dynamite. When he's, I mean, yeah, and maybe he's there's the guys modern. That miss. He's just perfect for the modern. Yeah, NBA. yeah, he's and then, good. And my, I mean, my, I think my favorite player outside of Luca on the Mavs right now is Dory Finney Smith. The guy yeah. is awesome. Yeah, he rebounds well too. Yeah, he's like he's good for two tip slams a game. Yeah, he's athletic. I mean, like it's like I, I like Powell. Yeah, Powell's great. I mean, Brunson does his job. I mean, DeLon Wright's been good for you guys. It just I texted you and our other buddy the other day, and I was like, I don't know if you guys know this, but J.J. Barea is averaging nine points on 12 minutes a game. He hasn't played a lot of games. He's, but only, yeah. played, he's only played nine games, but even that contribution from yeah. a guy, you know, when he comes in, he's super effective. The only thing I'm worried about slightly is it's all going perfect. It, it realistically, outside of I think Hardaway Jr. could be shooting a little bit better, and I think Porzingis is so soft bodied. But I, if but he's, he can, but he's shooting really well. Yeah, he's a good shooter. And he's scoring well. I mean, I think he should be twenty plus a game. I'm uh, outside him not scoring yeah. twenty plus a game. Everything's going perfect for this team. Now that could be the stasis. That could be the commonality, and that could just be the way this basketball team is. Yeah, I mean, I think you you bring up a you bring up a really good point. I think the reason why, and I, I obviously I watch almost every single game of theirs for sure. You would know more. And there's a reason why they're the most efficient offense in the NBA. It's because of the shots that they get, and a lot of this is because Luca is so good and demands so much attention in the same way that LeBron does when he's attacking the basket. Sure. That these shots that Dorian Finney-Smith's shooting, Seth Curry, that Seth's shooting, that Kleba's shooting, that Hardaway shooting, Kristaps is shooting, they're so open that like it's it doesn't matter who it is. Yeah, Carlisle does a great job making sure that Luca, the combination yeah. of the two, making sure that the floor is spaced so well. I just would love. I mean, I don't. The, the issue again though is, do they have anything to give up? Yeah. And Lu- yeah, too I mean, bad they could. Too bad DeAndre Jordan didn't stick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, things are going really, really well for them right now. They also have the most clutch losses in the NBA right now, which is a clutch loss. I don't know the exact definition of it, but it's basically defined by, like, loosely, it's like with a team losing by a fret, like, you know, less than five points within the last, like, five minutes of the game or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, so a lot, they lost a lot of close games, too. So if things had gone in the opposite direction, if they had been winning these clutch games, then they could be looking at a top four uh, seeding right now in the Western Conference. Yeah, which is which is really interesting. So I mean, things are going really well, but but to a certain degree, uh, some of the things at the end of games have not been going so well for the Mavs, mm-hmm. which to me would be kind of the the big kicker for them if we're looking at the playoff picture down the road. It's does the experience merit them going far in winning these close games in the playoffs. Yeah. And, and I, I time think, will tell. Yeah, I think that hurts. That does not go in their favor. Right. I, I as agree. As right now. I think they're yeah. missing. I would love to. I think, and it's a similar, it's a, you know what? It's very. It's a very similar situation, I think, to all three teams we're going to list. The other two teams would be the Thunder, uh, who are have some, they're, at least their first five guys out are putting up some serious numbers. They're scoring really well. The, the Thunder are Gilgis, 20 and 15. Gilgis Alexander. I mean, that I, I, I can't imagine a team trading Paul George or one of those guys like a top 10 player and, and the other team getting back a fair deal. I think they kind of have. So many assets in, in regards to the draft, which they could really do whatever he's, they want with. He's absolutely right now, in the t- he's a top five most improved player candidate for sure. It's a lot of guys. It's a lot of guys. I, think, yeah, he, I think he I has mean, to be in there. I mean, he's just good. I mean, he's just good that we knew this was going to happen. Yeah, 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 we did because we knew he was going to get the minutes that was going to translate into the stats across the board. He's a really good player. Yeah. He's a really good guard. And look, now Chris Paul's like kind of happy. Dude. As he should be. 
Because this is a good team. They're competitive. I don't know, man. I was telling our friend who's a Houston Rockets fan, and I always will love Russell Westbrook. I just don't. Now I'm looking at it, and you can't really complain. The Rockets are the best offensive team, quote-unquote, points per game in the Western Conference. They're sitting there in third. But I don't know. If Chris Paul's healthy, was it necessary to really make the switch from him to Westbrook and give up all those picks when you could have turned around and given up all those picks and got somebody else? I mean, I don't know how Gilgis Alexander would be developing. It, 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 it's, it's looking like it was a, a thunder. Like, I mean, Sam Presti again is like a genius, dude. Yeah, I mean, it just and getting Gallinari oh. in that deal though was nice. Right, not giving up on Adams was great. Now we're at the point where we were like, we think we we were we. It was almost a given to us that Chris Paul or Gallinari were going to get traded. And now at this point, it's like, are they? I mean, and you, why? You got so lucky that our third team's the Heat, and they've been better than both those teams. Because our this argument of who would be better this year, Thunder or the Heat, was is now mute because I mean the Heat are better. Right. But I don't think either of us thought that they, either of these teams would be this good. No, no. Not even. I mean, I think this I, was like we were like we were talking like eight to ten. Yeah. Maybe yeah. not even making the playoffs. Oh yeah, no, I don't think we had either of them making the playoffs. I mean, the 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 Heat fully exemplify what the modern NBA is across the board. Let's give ourselves some credit in saying that we knew Bam Adebayo. We both knew that he was going to be really good, and he's better than we thought he was. He's he's a great passer. He's such a good passer. Such a good defender. I thought he was, like, going to take it to the next level and go, like, 14 and, like, 12. He might be a top-five center by the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, the guy's ridiculous. He's really good. And I think we both knew Harrow was going to be good. But we just, certainly didn't know Kendrick Nunn was going to be good, and we didn't know Duncan Robinson was going to be good. Where the hell did either of those guys come from? Like, Duncan Robinson knocks shit down. He's a great three-point shooter. Kendrick Nunn scores. He's He could have the ball in his hands. He's and he doesn't this, turn the ball over, though. This second, team doesn't turn the ball he's over. He's the second-best scoring rookie in the league behind John Morant. John hasn't played as much. On, what do you mean? Like, he's played less games. Like, Kendrick Nunn has yeah, played but Nunn, every game. But, but Nunn also has... Less minutes too. He doesn't have the ball in his hand every single play. No, because Jimmy Butler is great. They also have Goran Dragic. Jimmy Butler's amazing. Oh I yeah, think. he's he's really good. Dragic is great off the bench. He what a what a team player to move around his role. I mean, the only issue this team has realistically is is can just where Justice Winslow, dude. Where the hell? Come on, man. He, and he's good, and he's like good. He's a really good. He's a really he's good. He's good with the ball in his hands. He's a good rebounder. He's a big body. I mean, if he was healthy, this team might be the second best team, gunning for the first place. You know, in the Eastern Conference, which is ridiculous, because on paper, <laughs> but I think all three of these teams are missing the same thing, and that's the veteran. Big, it's a big man inside. Can they go out and get Kevin Love? Can they go out and get and get Drummond? Can they get one of those two guys? Well, I know Drummond. Came out today and said that he doesn't want to be traded and wants to win a championship in right. Detroit. So good luck to that. Um, I honestly, well, Kevin, I, Kevin loves over here just causing mayhem in Cleveland. This guy's like they got to get him out. I don't. He is just yeah. he wants to be traded so badly, and yeah. I don't blame him. But I don't. I don't like Cleveland should want to trade him and get 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 whatever you can for Kevin Love, and and then let just let the young guys do their thing. I mean, you bring in Dante Exum, who's still really young, and he had twenty something. He had twenty eight today off the bench. Can that? I mean, can that be a consistent thing? I doubt it. But can he get some meaningful minutes? Sure. No, but you find out who are the guys. They're gonna they're gonna rise to the top, 
look at the the Hornets and what they're what they're doing. Right? Is Garland now? Is Garland the future or trade piece? Is Sexton the future or the trade piece? Like, what yeah. are these guys? Yeah. Or you've got guys that are kind of nobodies. You you know, a guy like Chetty Osman who could become one of the cornerstones. You know, you yeah. don't. You don't I mean, know. that's what happened with the Heat here. The Heat see, it was sink or swim, and Kendrick Nunn. And Duncan Robinson swam. Derek Jones, by the way, he's a really he's really athletic. He's good too, though. Yeah, he is. He's he's developed his game a lot. I love the move by them to get rid of. I just it's just further proof that Hassan Whiteside is such a cancer in the locker room, and it, or at least he was in Miami. They still need like another big man, but sure. They need another big man, but yeah, everything Leonard's that fine. everything that they got from him, they have now in Bam, and he's better. He's so much better. He does he's it on he's more of a team player. He's he does it on less minutes. He's a better passer. I don't think he's a better rebounder. But no, he's, he's not because Hassan Whiteside's probably the best rebounder in the game besides Drummond. Drummond is the best rebounder in the game, and Whiteside might be the second best. Yeah, him or Davis or Carl. But yeah, he's up there, top five. Yeah, but I, I I think I think that the Heat team is good. I would love to see them make. I don't. Who is like available though? Like I've, I've been rattling my brain. Like who can be moved? Who can be? Who can yeah, I think the biggest piece, the most feasible piece, without having to give up the farm, is Marcus Morris because he's on a one-year deal, and he's good. Yeah. Whoever gets him is gonna win big. He's got. He's the biggest fish to get. Do they need him though? I'm just saying in general. The Mavs could use Marcus Morris. What do you have to give up? I mean, you don't have to give up a lot. No. But who though? It's like you have to give up a first-round pick. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe not. Would you give up Jalen Brunson in a deal for Marcus Morris? I think you would have to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I mean, yeah, because there's a guy that we didn't even mention on the Mavs who's another one of my favorite players of their DeLon Wright is awesome. I, I threw him out there. He's great. Yeah, he's really good. He's he's better than I mean Jalen's really great. Jalen's a good great spark off the bench, but DeLon Wright is This is a real spark off the bench. Yeah, he's he's really awesome. He's a yeah. great defender too. I like what I I think the Thunder need depth. I think the the Heat have it. They could use a bigger presence to to spell Bam, but they don't necessarily need it. Yeah, I think the, I Mavs, think the Mavs and the Mavs Heat kind of have the same issue here where it's like they both have really good depth. They've got their star player. But like, can they get it done in the playoffs? Probably eh, not. I don't think Probably so. I not. just think they're not like quite I, there yet. Yeah, you know, I I don't think they're as athletic and offensively savvy and consistent as the Celtics are. I don't think they're as they're like the the Bucks. Obviously, Who? the Heat. The Heat. No, the Mavs are. The Mavs' offense is better than the Celtics. But I don't think it will be. It's the best offense in the NBA. <laughs> but I think once Hayward's fully healthy, and playing. Valuable minutes, night in and night out. I mean, the the Celtics. I just think that now, I just now think Kemba's out. I think once the, I'm saying, I think once the with Jalen Brown, who's playing at an All Star level, Tatum is playing at an All Star level, and Kemba and Hayward, when all four of them are in the starting lineup on a consistent night in and night out basis, I don't. I think that will elevate them to a top five offense in the NBA. I think that Mavs maybe, often, but I don't even think that's not even like that's not the kicker for the Celtics. The kicker is that they're such a great defensive team too. And that they can control the pace of games, and they're they so good defensively on the wings. They don't have to get out into these 130 point games because their defense is that good. Yeah, but they're they're the third, they're the second best offensive team in the in the East, behind the Bucks. Yeah, I mean the West is a, the West is a shootout. Yeah, there's like a million one team scoring at, at will, at will. 
my god. Yeah, I mean the West; those teams just. Well, I think having Hayward back, I think will be a, will be a big deal. But I, I look at that and I go, okay, the Eastern Conference teams are built defensively, and that that's going to be make things more interesting come playoff time. Some teams that are disappointed before we we sign off and log off. Um, a team that's really disappointed, at least me, would have to be the Blazers. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, I think that they can easily they could go on a the next ten if they win seven and three, then they're they're right there. You know, yeah. at the at the eight seed and. But you know what, though? Like, you let Moharkos go and you let Al Farouk Aminu go, and it shows. They have nothing on the wings to, to defend. Right. Nothing. I mean, that's the scoring from Melo has helped them a lot. But that's not what they needed. They do need they need, they need need defensive help. How much more scoring do you need when you have Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum? Because, listen, I, I think Carmelo Anthony still got it. I think he's still got it. He's exemplified that. Well, I think they need it. I think they do need it. But they're not getting it from Nurkic because he's not out there. Well, he's not out there, and they're not getting it. Whiteside can only do so much offensively. But I, I think a bigger issue with what they had, they were so, they were better defensively last year. They were like way better defensively last. They're terrible defensively. Yeah, horrible. They're one of the worst teams in the NBA defensively. And there's some bad teams in the Western Conference defensively. <laughs> really, like really, there's some really shitty teams. Like, you could basically, anybody can get a bucket against the Grizzlies. Anybody. <laughs> yeah, actually, I mean, it's, it's no, actually I, shocking. I can't, wow. yeah, I can't, you can't be happy with what the Blazers are doing right now. No, because, listen, yeah, we didn't think they were going to do much, but, I mean, I thought they were team above was, 500. They're seven games behind 500. Yeah. I mean, this was a team we thought was going to be a top six team in the West. Yeah. Right? Yeah, right around there. I mean, like, McCollum, he, he's not a two. He's a he's the he's a top of the line three, but he's not a two. I think he's a two. I just he's not the two that I would want. No, like it's it, okay, it's like it's like the Mets. Well, you just got to New York Mets. It's you got to like, just start looking at the other twos now, and the the two for teams that are really really contending, they got to be really good now, right? I mean, the Lakers not even fair. The Clippers, not even fair. The Rockets, not even fair. I mean, those guys, all those twos, just absolutely blow him out of the water, right? And yeah, then, but and the, then you've got the Nuggets, and who who are the deepest team in the NBA? Easily, it's unbelievable. So, so that I is watched a, a game of two K today. They had like twelve guys that played. Yeah, they're crazy. Michael Porter Jr. is good, by the way. Yeah. He's good. And when he doesn't, the Jazz have, are way deeper than them. The Jazz are super deep. That yeah. Clarkson trade is going to be awesome. I like I like Clarkson. I mean, the Thunder either are better or deeper offense and more well-rounded. Right. Mavs are are deeper. Then like the Blazers, the Spurs, the Wolves, like like the Grizzlies could like just the youth and the energy of the Grizzlies could take them into the playoffs. Could out could out they could out edge them if things break the right way. Yeah. I I'm interested to see if the Spurs kind of if the Spurs blow something up. That's a team that could blow they could blow it up. The Spurs could dish someone. What it if started now? Yeah, they could. They should. They could get rid of DeRozan. They should, they, jump, they should jump the Pistons, who were doing nothing and being stupid. The worst case scenario for the Pistons is that they a suck and are out of the playoffs, and b Blake Griffin has been terrible, terrible. He's been horrible. Yeah, he's been bad. I don't think. So they tr- I don't th- should Blake get moved again? For what? At this point, he's been so bad. It's Blake Griffin still, though. Is he, well, last year was great. This year he stinks. 
I'm gonna let him get healthy and see what happens. They've yeah. been disappointing. Pistons have been disappointing. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's clearly not. He's uh, not healthy still. But. The the Pistons would be my number two, and then I think the Blade. I think the I think the Bulls slash Hawks. The Hawks have been. Have been they they're the worst team in the NBA. And they're worse than no the, one took they, a step forward other than Trey Young. They are no one. They are the worst team in the NBA, and the Warriors are playing with nobody. Vince Papali. You know who that, I barely know who that is. That's the guy from Invincible. You know the guy they pulled off the street, the Eagles. <laughs> I was gonna say. I mean, like John Collins has been out. Okay, whatever. No one else has done anything. Herder's been bad. Herder's been bad. No step forward. None. Bembry. Horder is, is supposed to be your next sharpshooter. He's like shooting less than 45. He's barely shooting 40%. Len, I mean, Cam Reddish blows. Yeah. Right I mean, now. how many minutes is he even getting? 26. Is he really? Dude, can you imagine playing somebody 26 minutes a game? Guess how much percentage he's shooting? From the field? Yeah. 43. Bro, what? Less, he's shooting less than 43% from the field, not from the three. From the field. 36. Yeah. No. From the field? From the field. What is he shooting? 31.8. God, that's I could terrible. Do it. I could do it. I could do it. I could do it. What's he shooting from three? 22%? 26. <laughs> so basically, he's just in there to shoot threes, and he's not shooting them very well. It's the same thing as college. Yeah, I mean Jabari Parker has been somewhat decent, but he can't hit a three. Nobody in there can. No, they have no bodies in there other than John Collins, who's been out, and Hunter, who's like, but he's like not he's a rookie. The guy. He's a rookie. Yeah, he's also like not that. He comparatively to like other power forwards and centers, he's like not that big. He's a small forward. No really. one took a step forward that we thought would. Yeah, Evan Turner's out there just collecting a paycheck. Same without Evan, Evan Turner and Alan Crabb living the life, dude. They're like boys, dude. They roll yeah. up in a limo. Yo, Crabb, what do you want to do? Yeah, hey, I'll go in there, dick around for like 15 minutes, come out. Let's get a steak dinner afterwards. That's the life they live. Yeah, this is no bueno for them. Really disappointing. Granted, though, I think they'll be able to get like a good draft. They'll get a good draft pick, and I think maybe, <laughs> maybe Anthony Edwards is the answer. I don't know. They need a big. Yeah. Any wise? They need Wiseman or they bust. need another two guard. How many two guards they have? Dude, at this, but at this point, if you're picking, you gotta up, pick if the you're best. Pick best available. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. What are we gonna Lamel, do? Are we gonna pass an empty Edwards because have Kevin Hoarder is lighting it up? Because Cam Reddish is hitting it, hitting Lamelo and Trey Young. I get the yeah. That'd be crazy. It'd be good at least. Be exciting. Um, yeah. So that'll really do it for this show. Yeah. Today. Um, Chicken just comes through. Yeah. Stink on ice. Um, the Wizards are better than the Hawks. Because Bradley Beal's amazing. He's unbelievable. Yeah, Poor he's so good. And he's so nice, too. He doesn't want to leave Washington. Dude, get out of there. No one's going to hate you. <laughs> we forgive you. Go. go. Get gone. Go somewhere. Where can he go? Who can trade for him? Can anybody do anything? I don't know. But you know who else You know who else in Washington's like actually low-key good? Davis Bertans. Davis Bertans. Yeah. He's, he's good. good. I mean, I would love for the Suns to get Bradley Beal. Yeah. That would be nice for them. The mm. Suns could they could turn things around real quick with they, Bradley Beal. Well, I mean, even with Aiden back now, they they could. Yeah, talking about yeah, that eight yeah. that eight exactly, spot in the exactly. West. Exactly, like the, yeah, they could jump the Blazers, the Blazers no problem. Real quick. Yeah, Aiden's great. Yeah, and same with the Kings. The Kings are right there, and they'll get MB three and Fox back. I'm gonna be honest. I'm pretty disappointed with the Spurs guards with Derek White and Dejounte Murray. They've been less than impressive this year. I wasn't 
I was riding the wave. Uh, I was riding your wave, which I will say is usually right. Your wave of what's about to happen with basketball players is usually right. Murray, so, Murray, I'm I'm still in on. Why? I guess like I don't know why he was on the the national team. Why was he on the FIBA team? Was it just because he plays for the Spurs? Might be. And and Pop wanted to have one guy. I mean, he's like not even playing that much. He's their backup point guard. Yeah, they've been underwhelming. Yeah, at least. I uh, I like Jacob Podol though. <laughs> Good name. <laughs> the other Buffalo guard, uh, Colorado guard, uh, Dinwiddie. The other side has been great. Yeah, Dinwiddie's awesome. He's legit. He's really, really good. He's really legit. I heard rumors of them trading him. Blow me. They Seriously. just signed him to a three-year deal. Yeah, if they, I heard that before a couple weeks ago. Blow me if you thought that was the case. He's like a fringe all-star right now. Oh, he should be an all-star. Just because of what he's done. He's kept this team afloat. He's so good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the fans out there, keep your teams afloat. Swing on a full count. Drag both feet in bounds. Rip that puck. Hit that putt. Hit your PKs because they free. Hit your free throws. Wide toss. Because you're free. Because they're free. We out ya. We love ya. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.